Thank you so much for tuning in to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. My guests today are amazing people. They have been working with the Salvation Army for quite a long time. And uh, I'd like to bring them on. Dell and Joanne Brown. How are you two tonight? Hey, Kathy. We're doing well. Good, good. Yes, it's really nice to hear from you guys, too. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me, you know, what made you get, Dell and Joanne, what made you get started on in the Salvation Army? And tell me a little bit of your history. Well, of course, prior to that, you know, I was um, with the post office for 32 years and I worked as a, uh, as a medic and as a uh, EMT in the state of New Jersey. And after that, I, we, we had, um, when we, we were married, in 2009 and we started working out of our home church in, in new jersey which was a uh, a wesleyan church and but we started helping out with salvation army at christmas time with kettle ringing and so we would ring the bells at the kettles there and and do the kettles which was really a lot of fun uh-huh. and what was really fun is all of our church got totally active in it and so we had a lot of people we were out there singing and ringing a bell and we produced some monster kettles. We were really excited about what, you know, how to help them out. And at the same time, we were we were beginning to learn about the services they offered and how uh, intimate they were in getting the needs of people. And so it progressed from there. We actually um, we stayed in our home church for a while, but at the same time became members of the Salvation Army Church. And then we made a switch. And what year was that, honey? 2012. 2012. And we went full time with the Salvation Army uh, with the sole intent of becoming pastors with the Salvation Army and uh, being part of the work. So uh, at that point, we had a situation where we were able to move to the state of Virginia. My son was already a pastor there in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. So we moved there and began to work immediately uh, with, with the Salvation Army and as part of the church itself with um, just the needs of this community and the needs of the, of the people in our church itself. And we, got, we were always active in what, young adult groups and, and young people's groups. And right. That was our heart, to just minister to the young people and just keep them off of the streets and give them purpose. Uh-huh. So we did that. And then at the, uh, the appropriate time, they asked us to uh, ask Joanna to go to work for them at the Salvation Army. And I had already gained employment there as a, uh, I was managing one of the uh, thrift uh, stores that they settled in that area, uh-huh. already retired from the post office. And so Joanna came out and she was with me after three months and we were get it together. And at that point, they asked her to become a volunteer or asked her to become a, a worker with Salvation Army. So uh-huh. let you take it from there. Wow. Well, I was looking for work in October 13, 2013. Dale's daughter-in-law, Shauna, asked me to volunteer with Christmas registration, and that was my introduction to a Salvation Army Christmas. I had no idea what was going on, and through the registration process, I interacted with the area commanders, and they asked me if I would manage the Christmas Center, Mm -hmm. um, which I did. Mm-hmm. And during the Christmas season, 
the volunteer coordinator resigned and I was hired on as the volunteer coordinator for the Central Virginia Area Command and I absolutely love it. Wow. So tell uh, Joanne, tell me, you know, the history of the Salvation Army and how long has it been around and does it just okay. service uh, throughout the United States, et cetera? Oh, and, throughout the world, actually. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know. Yes. I thought it was just the United States only. No, William Booth started the Salvation Army in 1865. Wow. He was a Methodist pastor in England, and he saw the injustices against the people in poverty, uh, how they were not able to take sacraments or sit on a pew because they couldn't pay for it. And so he went out on the street and he was preaching and he started a church where anybody was welcome, whether or not you had the money for any sacraments. And that evolved into what we would consider a halfway house now where they would pick up people off of the street, house them, feed them, educate them. And in turn, they would turn around and help somebody else. So that that was the start of it. And in 1860, um, I'm sorry, 1878, the Salvation Army came to the United States. And here locally in Richmond, the first church opened in 1886. Uh -huh. uh, so the Salvation Army has been around for a really long time. A lot of people don't realize that it is a church. It is a denomination. And we do a whole lot more than angel tree and kettles. <laughs> uh -huh. um, we have. Mo services vary in different parts of the country, different parts of the state. It all depends on what the need is of the community. Here in Richmond, we have a 52-bed shelter where we house men and women and children. We also offer utility assistance and mortgage assistance, mortgage or rent assistance. We have a feeding program. We have a pathway of hope, which is folks who are in our shelter. We, it's a, a case management type of situation where we walk alongside them and help them with their resume and help coach them in getting jobs and apartments and really it's a, it's a leg up. It's not a handout, it's a leg up and assisting them to be self-sufficient um, we do have a boys and girls club and currently because the kids are not in school in person, we are partnered with Richmond Public Schools and we are a facilitated learning center. And what that means is instead of having after school programs, our staff and volunteers are assisting the kids with their virtual learning mm -hmm. and so it's a tutoring situation um it's we have physical ed there we have a pool <laughs> and uh, so there's all kinds of activities for the kids to do not just sitting in front of the computer so their moms and dads can go to work and they have a safe place to continue their education 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dal, do you move around a lot at the special events as a special event coordinator, or is it, or just tell me about that? Do you move? Well, my job, my job, actually, well, prior, just prior to that, just to set the stage for that, I had become, I, I was promoted to a job that was um, actually based in Washington D.C. to, to uh, manage all the uh, the uh, family stores that they were having throughout the state of Virginia, which was a to me, it was it was a great job, uh-huh. but we were traveling. I was traveling back and forth. Now I'm already retired with 32 years in the post office. The last thing I really wanted to do was go back and forth to Washington D.C. three hours each way every day. So now, uh-huh. so um, came back here and said, you know what, this is probably not for me. You know, and, and um, at the same time, somebody approached me and said, would you like to manage the warehouse? And I didn't know what managing the warehouse meant at that time. He said, well, this is this big building is yours. <laughs> you have to get it ready. You have to maintain it. You have to manage the operations. And so I love challenge. So I jumped right on that. And so I took this 166,000 square foot building and I, wow. I spent two months polishing the floor down, getting it ready. And, and then um, we brought people in. And from one thing after another, it was just um, it was an amazing experience to see the hundreds and hundreds of people from Richmond that came to help out with us. And I was able to speak into their lives. They were able to speak into our lives. And they came out of the experience realizing that there were a lot of people in dire need all around, not just in our city, but in all the cities in the country. And that really changed Richmond's thinking. So I was glad to be, both of us, Joanne and I were both glad to be a real part of, of, of an answer to a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, to see the grateful crying for some people, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. and touching us and saying that you don't know what this did for us. We didn't know where our next meal was coming from, let alone Christmas. And so uh, there we are. And uh, it's been an experience for us, an uplifting experience. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that's probably our best, uh, if we could say anything about the whole entire experience, it's, it's a chance for us to, to pick people up and pull them up and put them on their feet and get them moving in the right direction. And that's an awesome experience. Joanne, you mentioned the history of the Salvation Army. Did it start in D.C., Virginia? Is that the headquarters? Uh, the Salvation we Army all overall or now in the United or, States in the United States in the United States I oh I think it was you got me on, on that one me on that one yeah okay I'm gonna have to google that <laughs> okay we'll find that one later but um or it could have started too in Boston because a lot of things started in Boston too and right. yeah so you move around a lot with some of the events that's that's exciting and I noticed that, you know, big major holiday will be coming up would be Easter. And uh, do you do a lot of services for the Easter around Easter time too, just like Christmas? No, we don't. Our, our biggest event is, of course, Christmas, which runs September through December. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, by the time you do registration, client registration and the angel tags go out onto the trees. But um, Easter, we do have special services with our shelter residents. And in our church, we have 
typically a sunrise service, but mm-hmm. we we don't have the large event that we do at Christmas time. Uh, does the Salvation Army do they have a place to? I know people donate a lot of stuff because my I watch my parents donate to the Salvation Army. They come and pick it up, furniture and clothing and stuff. Do you have a place to where these you know someone can go shopping? You know what I mean. Things are a little bit inexpensive compared to stores, department stores. That varies from community to community. Unfortunately, the family stores here in the Richmond area have permanently closed, but there are many, many Salvation Army commands throughout the country that still do offer that, and people can donate. And then the money that is raised from selling those items goes back into funding the programs that the Salvation offers, typically mm-hmm. shelters, uh, adult rehabilitation centers, which is drug and alcohol rehabilitation, and those types of programs. Mm-hmm. And um, Dow, since you were over this warehouse, of, so the furniture and clothes, and things that, that came in and you organized it, it you know, it went to the people, right, that needed help. Right. Well, there's two different events. There was a thrift family store that I managed for a while, and then I went to um, Washington, D.C. to manage it at the uh, from from the headquarters in Washington, D.C. for the entire state of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And that, that was not as, um, as cost-effective as they wanted it to be. They were trying to get a return to to get things low enough so they could give it to the people at a really, uh, a really uh, reduced price. So, uh, but that situation changed. So I was able to take this position that was that was right here and managing the warehouse. The warehouse that we had here was the warehouse that we rented for the Christmas events, mm-hmm. which take two three months to get ready for every year at mm-hmm. least, and uh, planning the people to come in and manage it the square footage we will need, how many people we will be serving at one time. And um, I'm not sure the correct numbers, Joanna's knows most of the numbers of what we served, but they were pretty impressive. Uh-huh. And uh, we've served over about 4,000 children and in, in, uh, just in this year alone, and 2,300 families. And we had almost 700 uh, senior citizens that we were able to provide Christmas for and in even some some food items and other things, and uh, so we just—it was a great, great experience too. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the Salvation it, Army—that's everywhere. That's in every state in the United States. Is that correct? That is correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Wow. And most of the countries is for other free world. Yes. Wow. Over 120 countries. 100, right? 120 plus. Countries. So when there's a disaster like a tornado, earthquake, do you guys go in and help right away? Absolutely. Or? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have emergency disaster services. We have volunteers and uh, officers who train for that all year long. We have canteens where we prepare food and at no charge will feed whoever's on site, whether it be police, firemen or victims, volunteers that are helping, whoever it is. Uh, we provide meals. Uh, we will set up tents, set up temporary housing. And I know the Katrina hurricane 
there is still some case management going on through the Salvation Army even now. Wow. So it's not just that we drop in and, you know, that immediate time. It's we're here to help rebuild. Wow. Yeah, I do see the little, you know, the red thing, not just around Christmas time, but every once in mm -hmm. a while, like at Walmart, department store, or the some of the bigger ones. Yes. Yeah, they'll have yes. them, you know, just, just there and you can put money in. Now, I, I always wondered, where did this go? You know, if I put in 20 bucks, where's it going? Or, or a dollar? Money. Yeah, where's it the, going? The so. Red Kettle campaigns, that's our largest fundraiser for the year. And all of that money is used to facilitate all of the programs that we offer all year long. Um, that includes the shelters, the utility systems, the feeding programs, the Boys and Girls Club, the summer camps that we have. Um, some areas have um, uh, mm -hmm. what they call croc centers. Um, the, they are large community centers. So there, there's all kinds of different programs that vary from area to area. Mm -hmm. And um, all the money that goes into the kettle will go to keeping those programs going year long. In each state? In each state, yes. Mm, yes. If you donate into a kettle in Richmond, Virginia, that money stays in Richmond, Virginia. So mm -hmm. wherever you are donating it stays in that community. So you know that you're helping your community. Hmm. This is like Croc Centers, it was a, is a, center, a system that was set up through Ray Croc, the founder of, of McDonald's Corporation, and uh, set up a, a way to have an ongoing trust to provide a place where young people could uh, communicate together, grow together, be challenged together, and just uh, uh, flip them over into equip them to be uh, uh, very upright citizens and um, being even capable to handle their lives, even in a, a, a city situation uh, where maybe the housing cost was different and lower than than an urban area, and was able to push them out and up. So these people, many of these people, have gone on to have very successful stories and histories of their own because of the work that the foundational work of the Salvation Army and what it's done for them. Mm -hmm. how did One you, of the things that I... How did you I'm guys, sorry. how did you do in 2020? And did the COVID-19 stop anything that you were well, doing? It didn't stop our work. It changed it. <laughs> it gave us more challenges. <laughs> so uh, typically we have a couple of thousand volunteers that give 10,000 plus hours during the Christmas season. This year, we did the same amount of work with about 780 volunteers uh, for 3,000 hours. So instead of the distribution where we have a lot of one-on-one -on -one contact with the clients when they're coming in to really help them feel good about themselves and really make it a joyous 
fun situation for them. We really had to pare that down so that the volunteers were not having more than just a couple minute contact, um, keeping our distance. And so it looked different, but still they got the same service. Um, our Boys and Girls Club in March, when everything shut down, instead of being a Boys and Girls Club, it was changed into a shelter for uh, at-risk people. So we had a lot of elderly homeless people that were staying in our shelter, and we were feeding them, and, and we have locker rooms there so they were able to bathe and that sort of thing so no <laughs> nothing has stopped uh, it has increased the need and it has changed this year we saw a lot of people who we wouldn't typically have seen in a in a typical year without the the virus um people who are professionals have lost their jobs and they were coming to us because their unemployment was running out and they had no idea where they were going to get their mortgage payment, let alone buy gifts for their kids for Christmas. So it really, it was an interesting year to watch. And we spent a lot of time amongst the staff trying to figure out, okay, how can we do this? to the caliber that we want to do it without putting our volunteers and staff at risk of getting a virus. Right. So it was interesting. Wow. You had 700 people. That's a yes. lot of volunteers. And yes. uh, that was just in one state in Virginia. That's not even including so, places yeah. in the United States, you know, or all over the world. Yes. I hear right. The corona still has not eased up. It's still pretty bad out there. And, uh, yeah, we still need to be cautious. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Right. <laughs> do you, yes. so you, do you, so you really do stay busy all year long. And there's. Absolutely. And so there's no slow time. I thought maybe, okay, January, you two get a break. <laughs> oh, no, we're already planning for <laughs> Christmas 2021. Um, <laughs> but right now, it's a lot of running statistics for Christmas, a lot of, okay, what worked, what didn't work. Of course, first and foremost is thanking our hundreds of volunteers and really letting them know that they are the army behind the army and we could not do what we do without them we just absolutely couldn't uh -huh. kathy one of the most dynamic parts of the christmas at angel tree experience is we partnered with a company uh, that that does coats and redoes all co these coats that are donated all year long uh -huh. and they will restore the coats like brand new they will sew and repair all the pockets and the zippers, et cetera. And so the customer gets a shopping experience from a company called Puritan Cleaners that we have worked with. And Puritan makes sure these coats look like brand new for them. And they just do an amazing job of making the customers or the company, the people to come in feel at home in that shopping experience. And why we had to change it a little bit this year during the, uh, the COVID procedures, it was still a great experience to say, Oh, my grandson could use this coat and here take it it's yours you know and so we want to make sure our goal is 
nobody goes cold in the wintertime right. okay. because uh, that's what we're there for. Uh-huh. And that was part of the goal. So I hats off to that company, Georgia Tunes, for their helping us uh-huh. as well. That, that's good. Like yes. there's partners that come in and help the Salvation yes. Army. Yes. Now, I, yes. I noticed it's mainly food, I mean, clothing and uh, furniture. But what else do you help with? Um, do you have like food? You know what I mean? You help people with food? Put them on table? We do. On the we, table? We have a a limited food pantry because there are so many other agencies in the area that offer a food pantry. Ours is pared down, but if people want to donate, we will absolutely always take pillows, sheets, um, blankets, hygiene products for our shelter residents, socks, <laughs> undergarments, you know, just the basic needs. And what we do is when people come in and stay at our shelter, our goal is to get them into permanent housing uh, in an apartment or whatever the case may be. And they take their sheets, blankets, and pillow with them when they go. So anytime we have new folks coming in, we need more of those supplies um, so one option is adopt a bed <laughs> you know that's kind of an idea that i came up with that if somebody would adopt a client you know for that time and provide those bare necessities towels washcloths mm-hmm. just the basic things toothbrushes something as simple as that and dry socks you know, who wants to walk around in wet, nasty socks? <laughs> you know, basic, basic human needs. Mm-hmm. What about educating these people, get them off the streets? Does Salvation Army help out with any of that? Do programs to where you can help the homeless guy or the woman or the family? There's, I even know there's families becoming homeless. And is this, right. can they call on the Salvation Army in their state to get some help? To... Absolutely, absolutely. We, Salvation Army offers literacy programs. They offer uh, budgeting programs, you know, to assist with. A lot of people don't even know how to balance a, a checkbook. You're kidding. Um, hmm. Interesting. All kinds of, of different, you know, just the basic. Some places offer nutritional classes. You know, how do you cook for your kid other than, you know, McDonald's? <laughs> you know, there are healthier options. How do you create a healthy menu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really Going really... back to the basics. Yeah. So, well, you two, hold on. We're going to go into a commercial break. And we will be right back after these messages. Hey, this is Sabrina, the owner of Math Beast EQ'd. I believe mathematics is the most important subject students should learn, but sometimes traditional schooling isn't enough. I have a classroom space in Bluffdale, Utah, or we can use Google Meet or Skype. Call me at 385-515-8600. Let's help your student become a beast at math so they can be a beast at life. Hi, my name is Drusilla. I am the founder and owner of Drusilla's Closet. 
I've created a unique system to organize your pantry and kitchen. The system also works great in various parts of your home and garage. Also in my closet, I have unique furniture, art, and decor. You can find us on Facebook, Drusilla's Closet, or call at 435-224-9266. Hey, this is Rocktop Construction. Rocktop is a family-owned business based out of Utah. We specialize in replacing worn or storm-damaged roofs and understand how to assist homeowners with property claims. For reliable service and the best value on a quality and energy-efficient roof, call Rocktop Construction at 801-567-1234. We have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Again, that's 801-567-1234 to find out more about how we can protect your home. Hidden Home Horse Rescue Foundation. We are a 501c3 nonprofit that rescues both wild and domestic horses and other equine that are either unwanted, neglected, abused, or their humans move. Hidden Home helps rehabilitate them to be used in equine therapy to help those in need. We could use your support. You can contact us at 801-910-2698. I'm sitting here with um, Del Brown and Joanne Brown. They are running the Salvation Army in Virginia area. And uh, welcome back, you guys, to my team. And also to tell me a little bit about how long have you guys been doing this? I think I asked that earlier in the show. 2012, we started. In 2000. When did we you start? joined the Salvation Army no. uh, in 2013. 2013. Yes. And that's right. Just a, a little clarification. I'm the volunteer and special events coordinator for Central Virginia Area Command. Um, our area commanders are Jason and Bethany Burns, captains. Mm -hmm. Jason and Bethany. Awesome, awesome people. Shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was hired as the volunteer coordinator in Central Virginia in 2014, uh, officially in May of 2014. And we, we took a little bit of a hiatus <laughs> from uh, 2018 and we came back August 2020, uh, just in time to jump in for the Christmas season. But this was our seventh Christmas in central Virginia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's one. We Salvation Army counts by Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys like have Christmas all year round. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> so you get to see the happiness. Yeah. But do you ever see some like sad times too? You know what I mean? Where you just couldn't help somebody or or is that just very rare? There well I have to think about that. Okay, well, we'll think about that one. We'll get back to that question later. Okay. But um, do you so you don't sell any of the products, and Not a few places. Virginia. Okay, so there is a few places that have storefront, and yes. anyone mm -hmm. can go in. And can anybody go in and and shop at yes. these locations? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. They are, they are, they are actually public stores, and uh, they're sold at. Um, discounted prices 
mm-hmm. but they, the funding goes back to fund the Salvation Army, the programs. Uh, in, in our area, while it was active, it would help fund the men's ministries, and uh, we would have a place that would take mm-hmm. men and uh, help re-equip them to get out and, and, and live a, a uh, ordinary life on the streets from mm-hmm. from difficult situations and uh, just help them reclaim their own personal pride and um, confidence in themselves. And a lot of the guys there that were part of that program because of this, the Salvation Army thrift stores that they did have in the area have gone on to uh, become really, uh, they get involved in the same ministries because they, they came from that. So, so many times you'll hear a man say, you know, when I was uh, 15, Salvation Army took me in and helped me do this and that. And I'm here today because of them. Uh-huh. So it makes a lifelong impact on them. Uh-huh. And that's what, that's probably the reason we're here. Uh-huh. We make a lot of difference in a lot of people's lives. Uh-huh. I hear that you also do family services that must be, you know, amazing to help the families. But tell us about how you, you or me can go you know, about helping these families? Like, how can I help a family in need? It depends on how you want to get involved. Um, If you want to donate money, I in this time with this virus going around, a lot of people don't want to Uh leave their home or, you know, a safe situation um, so they can donate money. The if you are willing to volunteer, we love, love, love our volunteers. Like I said, we could not do what we do without our army of volunteers behind us. But it could be as simple as coming in and meeting with the clients and helping them redo their resume so that it's more attractive to potential employers. Mm -hmm. It could be just mentoring, spending time with, you know, a guy spending time with another guy and just, you know, encouraging. A lot of people are just sad and need encouragement. They need somebody to walk alongside them and say, you can do this. Uh, We had, I, I love the stories of I have court-ordered volunteers come to me. They got a speeding ticket, so they have to do 50 hours of community service so that it can be expunged from their record. So they come in not knowing what to expect, and I am able to put them into a situation, you know, our shelter, and just scooping out food and handing it to the clients. Uh-huh. And this one guy just absolutely loved it and he ended up volunteering with us for several years and he saw one of the guys he was at work and went to lunch and saw one of the guys that what used to be in our shelter and he stopped him and said hey how are you doing and was able to catch up with them and just really made a difference in both of their lives you know it's not just our clients but as a volunteer we are just so enriched with being able to be a part of improving somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what, what community is all about. I think, the, I feel um, that our, if you improve somebody else's life and do something for somebody else, you're also helping yourself. That's right. That's right. We can get so wrapped up 
in ourselves and our own predicament and you know with this pandemic that's going on and everybody isolating themselves uh-huh. we we can get depressed very easily but it, something as simple as spending an hour a week helping somebody else uh-huh. can make a huge difference one of the things i was talking to our hr manager the other day and if somebody's looking for you know something to do we could use somebody to come in and help file, you know, because she's so backlogged from the Christmas season. She has tons of filing. just can't get to it. You know, it doesn't sound like much, but to us, it makes a huge, huge difference. Uh-huh. And just that interaction can make a volunteer's life so much happier. So uh-huh. there are so many ways that you can help out, you know, by helping out our HR person, you're helping out, the shelter because it frees her up to be able to do something else. And every little thing makes a big, big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you walk away you don't realize to yourself that you help somebody. And um, right. also to, besides doing all that, um, yeah, due to the, um, the COVA 19th, it's, it's been hard to get out to somebody's home to help them. But, um, but sending money, that green stuff, where would somebody send that to? You know, is it, where would, where would they go? Here in Central Virginia, it would go to our area command, which is 2 West Gray Street, uh-huh. Richmond, 23220. Um, if you're listening outside of the Richmond area, I would encourage you to go online and look up your local Salvation Army and they have their address there or I'm sure there's a button you can click on their website to donate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But tell us, you know, Dell, tell us about the Boys and Girls Club. Well, that experience has been, basically it's been Joanna's, uh, she's had a full experience there that I have. So, wow. okay. uh, but I have come over in her support many, many times and build relationships. So I'm going to toss that one back to her. Okay. But I just have to tell you that I know some of the, the people that have been part of their program mm-hmm. and have worked with them, and it has made a significant difference in their lives. And I'll let you and I tell the rest of the story. It's neat to have people who are adults come back and say, yeah, I've been going to this club for years as a kid. And these were my family. This is because typically in a non pandemic situation, our club offers before and after school programs for the kids. Mm-hmm. And they, they offer tutoring sports, any kind of after school activities. It could be cooking, it could be crafts, it could be Bible study. And the, the kids, you know, have the opportunity to participate in these things. But because they're there, they they become a family. Mm-hmm. And really it's about building relationships with these kids and it keeps them off of the street. It's incredibly low cost. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great place for kids to be safe after school while their parents are working and a very loving environment. Uh-huh. Um, we have 
I think I mentioned we have a, a full-size pool, and so they, the kids get swimming lessons. In the summertime, we offer very low-cost summer camps. They're two weeks, two-week increments. Um, we send kids who want to to the Salvation Army District Camp up near Fredericksburg. Uh-huh. They go there for a week and experience camping, uh, not tents, but just a camping, a lot of fun, all kinds of different activities, archery and team building and really things to encourage kids, let them be kids in a safe environment and allow them to grow into just awesome adults. Uh-huh. So, Joanne, you've seen such a big, with these kids, a big turnaround. Have you seen kids come in there like trouble, have trouble issues? Yes, yes. And it takes a lot of love and patience from the staff there mm-hmm. and volunteers who come in and will mentor them. And it's neat to watch the turnaround and see how much it's it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love in that building. Is there like family counseling? We do have counselors that come in and mentor with the kids. Mm -hmm. And what about family? You know, bring in the mom and dad or the mom. You know what I mean? Not so much. That's a lot of schools here in the area offer those services. Mm -hmm. So we leave that. To them. The school programs. So you just help out the child. Yes. And is there sports like basketball, baseball, yes. things like that? Basketball is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a full-size basketball court. So we have basketball clinics on occasion. VCU has a big basketball program here. And a lot of the times they'll send over their coach and players to do basketball clinics with our kids, which is always very popular. Mm -hmm. The other thing we offer is music. Uh, The Salvation Army is very, very big on teaching kids to play music, to sing, dance, Mm -hmm. anything doing to do with music. When we first came in 2013, we, found out that one of the kids that was attending the church there had just been accepted to a college on a full scholarship because of the education, music education he received through the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Does the Salvation Army help out with those who get out of rehab clinic, you know, places? As far as housing, yes. Oh. Uh, some, in like I said, different locations throughout the country offer different services. Mm-hmm. So some places have a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center. Mm-hmm. Um, we in Central Virginia, unfortunately, we do not. However, we do have the shelter, so people can come to us after they've completed alcohol drug rehab Mm -hmm. that's good that's good because you know i see them get this is from what i have seen i don't experience 100 percent of it but because i'm not you know in that situation but 
I have had friends that they have come out of there and then they don't know where to go. You know, what do they do? Some of them, they've seen some of their friends. My associates had homes and family to go to, but still, I still think that they need to be rehabilitated still a little bit more. And so, okay, well, the Salvation Army is somewhat of a help, but I like the fact that you help out with the Boys and Girls Club. That's amazing because they, kids nowadays, they got a single parent, right. you know, because of the divorce situation or death in a family. They have a place to go to their parent, a death of a parent. But then right. they have a place to go to and be connected. And yeah, this is good. This is all good. Great. So um, what else is good? What else does the Salvation Army do? Besides everything, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what else, you know, that I haven't covered, you know, is there anything uniquely that they do besides, um, when a disaster, I like the fact that I think I've heard this when a disaster happens, like a, a flood or, you know, or a bad hurricane or something that comes through that they, they come in. I've heard yes. that they wear certain vests and they are, you know, that's the Salvation Army coming in yes. and digging out these pit holes and get the family out. And, right. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I've heard um, about that, that the Salvation Army is the one that comes in and, and um, provides the help. That's, that's good. And that's a lot of really volunteers. Neat. Yes. Yes. And what's really neat is the Salvation Army changes from community to community depending on what the need is Mm -hmm. it's not a cookie cutter okay the salvation army in philadelphia is going to look exactly like the salvation army in richmond which is going to look exactly like the salvation army in san diego Mm -hmm. it's not it's it changes it evolves we're not afraid to get our hands dirty in whatever needs to be done in that community it's all about strengthening the community and of course we can't do it without the support of the community Mm -hmm. wow and you're you two are pay um coordinators but a lot of people that come are volunteers correct yeah, well, you have to have a pay coordinator, and uh, um, I bet you just see so many. What about the volunteers? You see them happy, and you see them, you know, yes. be involved in yes. doing all this work. It's so neat. My position as the volunteer coordinator is unique in that not only do I interact with the volunteers, but I also interact with the clients. So I hear both and to be able to put them together it's really cool Uh, we had a few years ago uh, just a really cool story was we're one of our longtime volunteers was registering a client for christmas assistance and she was a very young mom and just a simple question of what is your address and The volunteer, because she had been doing this for several years, could feel out that the the woman was really hesitating and answering and didn't really want to say what was going on, but was able to get out from her that she was living out of her car and her very young son was 
allowed to stay in his aunt's house on very cold nights, but the mom was not. She was, for whatever reason, that family relationship was broken. Um, and the, the young mom didn't want to ask for help because she was afraid child, child protective services was going to take her son away from her. Mm-hmm. To compound that, she was five months pregnant. So here's this poor girl living in her car, scared to death that she's going to lose her son and the baby. And um, we were able to connect her immediately with homelessness services and get her put into a shelter with her son so that she had a bed to sleep in and meals provided for her. You know, that's just one little story. And so that volunteer just absolutely felt wonderful that she was able to connect this woman who was in desperate need of services mm-hmm. when she was there asking for Christmas assistance. So time and time again, just now, when volunteers they go, are amazing. Joanne, when they get to the services, the places to get a roof over their heads, do they help them beyond that too so they can get into a home? Absolutely. Okay. That's part of the case management that we have. We have awesome case managers, and they work at finding permanent housing solutions for them. They work at helping them get the down payment for the apartment, financial education, mm-hmm. teaching them budgeting, teaching them nutrition, all of that. That's good. So they stay on top of the client yes. or the person who needs help. So they yes, and f- continue to follow them. You know, it's not just like dump them. Okay, you're in your apartment. Now you're on your own. But there's case management beyond that to continue to make sure that they are thriving. Oh, good, good. And uh, that that's good. So Salvation Army does a lot more. I just remember as a young girl watching my parents always gave to the Salvation Army. And I think that went on for years, even my grandparents. You know, That's it was like, awesome. so we've got spring cleaning. It's coming in a couple months. <laughs> Don't be it's afraid great. to, you know, because it goes to a good cause. And yes. does, does some of the stuff ever get shipped to you, like other parts of the world? Or does it just stay in the local area? Because what if Most you get too much? Most of the time it stays in the local area, but there are times um, <laughs> when you have somewhat nomads like us where we have connections with people from different parts of the country mm-hmm. <laughs> and now um, people will send things because they know that it's going for the intended use but most of the time yeah I would encourage that it would stay in your own community because you're helping your community mm-hmm. yeah so if everybody out there listening so if you see that little red box and especially at Christmas time that Santa Claus that Santa Claus is a volunteer he's not getting paid that's right. and that's he rings that right. bell and <laughs> you know it's it goes to a good cause and, yes. and if you go into their stores or locations that money gets turned around into helping the community that is so good to know that's really good to know and uh, like okay for, for example like Thanksgiving time do you help out with that too, with dinners and stuff? We do. And again, this 
it differs from community to community. Okay, uh, this yeah. year we had a restaurant donate a hundred meals to us. They were pre-cooked, pre-packaged meals that we could turn around and give to some clients who needed it. Um, mm -hmm. Other times we have received a bunch of turkeys <laughs> and we've been able to cook those meals or just give them to clients who we know needed it. Mm -hmm. So it's neat. That is, I like it when the community gets together and really yes. puts in the effort. It doesn't matter what religion or what nope. color skin you have, you you jump in yep, and you help sure. each other. I just remember one time it was in many years, it was in the 80s. Yeah, it was in the 80s, early 80s when there was a flood in near BYU. And I remember all the students got together and were sandbagging and Pat, it was like a river coming down the one street. And I'm like, we had a bag and sandbag but you know i'm sitting next to a person i have no idea who they were and, you know, <laughs> i just got right. a sign go stand over there help with the sandbags you know right right <laughs> <laughs> and you hand one person to another and then they by the time we got to the end it was piling pot you know they made a wall right but right. you know it has to go somewhere it has to start Work somewhere together yeah right and then you leave and you know i never saw that person again next to me and but it was okay. We, you know, chatted. So where are you from? <laughs> you know, right. who are you? What are you studying? But anyway, but it was, it was even good for students to, to do some volunteer work because we were, you right. know, we stopped everything and went out and sandbag, you know, didn't go have class that day because I was sandbagging. <laughs> do what you have to do. Right. Do what you have to do. Sorry for, for my professor. I got credit for it anyway, but um, <laughs> but anyway, but make the long story short. Yeah, uh, now I even understand Salvation Army. This is really an eye opening for me, and uh, when I'm out there in the community and I see something that says Salvation Army, you know, even if it's just a dollar or fifty cents, it's okay because that goes a, right. a long way. If everybody sure put does. in. You know, even one dollar for a thousand people, that really helps the community. Think at how many people you're you're housing. Right. Now. Or putting or clothes even on. Even just a night. Or putting clothes on their back or feeding them. Or shoes yes. on their feet. That's right. Do you, you get a lot of the department stores and uh, grocery stores donate as well? Like, probably it's worth the end of the year, but what about in the middle of the year, you know? like around Easter, summertime, do they also bring in some donations too to keep things going all year round? The Boys and Girls Club has good partnerships um, all year long with, I know Olive Garden, it's not a grocery store, but they have done some awesome things with us at the Boys and Girls Club. Wegmans and Kroger's are big supporters. Walmart assisted us this year with an online registry so people could order things online and have it shipped to our Christmas center. Mm -hmm. So we have just fabulous partners with the different grocery store chains across the country. Mm -hmm. But do they help all year round besides Christmas? 
Yes. If we have a particular need and we go to them and say, yeah, this is our need. Can you help? 99% of the time, it's a yes. Wow. What about the small little store? Do you get some support from them too? We do. Um, we have mm -hmm. an good. example that popped in my head. There's a uh, country club actually that donates their out of their clothing that's going out of stock mm -hmm. to our shelter. And so we're able to use that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I got Hallmark is a, a good one where they're their things when they're rotating stock, they donate in mass. So mm -hmm. thank you cards most of the time are donated, which is awesome because that cuts our overhead. Mm -hmm. so. I I look at now I'm looking at my closets and I'm gonna be looking at everything. It's like, do I really need these pair of socks? Right. I've been sitting in my <laughs> sock drawer forever. But um but yeah, it's you know, like socks and gloves, especially with the winter yes. time, is needed. Yes. And um, um, but I like the fact that you try to get these people off the streets and get them mm -hmm. into a shelter and get them educated and go move forward. What about right. teenagers or those who are, you know, they're homeless, but yet they need to graduate from high school? Because there's a lot of kids. This is what I was told this today from somebody that, because um, I was talking about you guys coming on my show, and they said, well, what happens to the kid who's in, in uh, um, you know, foster care, but he, as soon as he turns 18, he's thrown out, out on the streets, but yet he still has to finish school, <laughs> you know? Absolutely, yes. Uh, they are definitely welcome in our shelters, and we will provide transportation and assistance with them continuing their education, whether it be at a croc center or at our boys and girls club. But I, if what they, if they don't know where to go? Cause some of them were just thrown out and they don't know where to go. You know, do you ever work with these foster places? These, you know, these places. We, we had a young man stay with us for quite a while. He actually came a couple of times and stayed in our shelter who is uh, developmentally delayed. Mm -hmm. And our men's caseworker worked with him just unbelievably. And this young man was able to not only finish high school, but he also went on to community college. Mm -hmm. And he's working in a restaurant now. And he stopped in, I guess, a couple of weeks, right around Christmas he stopped into the office to say hi to everybody and he's doing well. So oh it was really gosh. neat. So case management is a complete wraparound. It's not just, you know, let's throw you into an apartment. So Do you ever reach neat. out to these foster places so that the kids don't get thrown out on the street? Cause I worry about that. Now I'm like, dang, if I know somebody's going to be, turning 18, you don't have no place to go because I th literally throw them out. And I'm like, I have me. heard that, that it, they do get thrown out. Um, what I would encourage them, you know, Virginia has a state information hotline, which is 211. So if they call that information hotline, just dial 211 on their phone and ask for housing assistance. Um, or, you know, homeless assistance, they can get 
plugged into a homeless shelter in their community. Mm -hmm. So it's as simple as just hitting that 211. And they can find the ones too, and every state probably has one because then yes. they got it. Because if not, they get into trouble with the law. They, yes. you know, shoplift, whatever, to stay yes. alive. Just to survive, sure. But, yeah, they want to sure. finish high school, you know, right. graduate, but they can't because they're thrown out on the street. Yeah, I heard right. that, and I was like, that made me mad. I didn't like that. There's, there's <laughs> gotta, no, that shouldn't be done, not to a teenager. Yep. Right. You know, it's not right. their fault. Exactly. It's not their fault that they didn't get adopted. Right. You know, right. they got through, they get thrown from foster care to foster care as soon as they're eighteen. Sorry, you're out of our right. care. Goodbye. That's like, definitely Dang. a big need. Hmm. This is so sad. Yes. But anyway, but I so how would somebody get a hold of your area or you know what I mean? So they can help. I guess just go mm -hmm. to salvationarmy.com and the state. And type in right, your state. Our, right, exactly. Okay. Yes, just, just Google Salvation Army and then wherever they are, and that will take them to this local Salvation Army. And, and there's always a button where it says volunteer. <laughs> Click that, and uh, that'll give you the information how to volunteer. And the vo volunteer coordinator will be able to help point you in the right direction for whatever however you want to help whether oh. it's monetarily or donations mm -hmm. okay what well, Dell and joanna brown i'd like to thank you so much for coming on my show and i'm gonna have you guys back in six months because i want to know what's going on in july and as well as christmas time okay yes okay yes. well you guys have a great evening and thank you so much for being on my show and i like to Happy, thank thank you so much okay i thank like you, you're welcome you're welcome you too okay talk to you guys soon okay. i like to thank everybody for listening tuning in to the kathy lee parker show until then we have a show tomorrow so tune in tomorrow bye bye <laughs>